Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas. This week we are interviewing Jason Garvet of Mobile Room Escapes. Jason, we're trapped. We're tied up in these chains. But over there, I see the answer plain. Before you say another word, Earl. Before we try answers in vain again. Listen to me, we should try to think things through. This problem needs some time and discerning eyes. There is none but me who can set us free. As I've explained, this phrase is all we need. If we can discern the secret word, just need to discern. I just think you're mad. There's the solution, plain and clear. Many times I have explained, it's all from that clue. Many times I have explained, many times I have explained. Try to six oh one. I told you what I saw. You'll see I'm right. Enter it two four six oh one. Not before I see this found is what is left but nothing now. Can't you see we're wasting time? Soon there'll be a price to pay. Every chance we have to win will be gone. We'll lose this way. It's unfair! We'll be stuck inside this jail. I am trapped in here with you. This is why I hate split rooms. Hi, everyone. Hello and welcome, Jason. Thank you so much, Errol. I'm, I have been a big fan of you guys for a while. I'm so happy that... Uh, we finally got to meet up and talk a little bit, and thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. And I think the first time we met you, it was at Transworld when you were, uh, you were, you had your your display. You were getting your display up. You were getting your display up. Absolutely, I remember you and the crew were walking by, and I recognized you. I said, "Errol, divas, let's talk." Can you do it now? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're way too busy. We're, we're, we're booking out two years at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, well, it's crazy. Uh, it, it is shocking how many, how many, it's, we, we didn't think. Errol keeps teasing be... me that I was like, this will last 10 episodes and that's yes. it. Yes. And it's still going. And we keep finding people <laughs> who want to talk about escape rooms and that's awesome. Now, yeah. also the cool thing is that you studied musical theater, which has nothing to do with escape rooms. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, it, it, it all depends how you look at it. And the thing that drew me to escape rooms, I've been, I've been a boat captain for the past 11 years in Chicago. Cool. And the thing that drew me to escape rooms, my entire background is in acting, directing, ever since I was four years old doing professional theater, studied, went to a performing arts high school in Miami, Florida, went to college for acting, and I wanted to get back into something theatrical and creative. And it was when I did my first escape room that I said, this is what I want to do. This is the interactive theater, the interactive experience, combining actors, lighting, problem solving, uh, sets, props. I, I said, this is perfect. And you get to live in it while you're doing it. 
So for, for me, escape rooms is, are an ultimate form of theater. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Oh, no. That's about, that's about what I thought, too, and or one of the thoughts I had when I first did them, too. It's true. Not enough singing, though. The, the musical theater aspect is missing. Not, not enough singing and dancing, but we'll fix that one day. We will. I, <laughs> one of my next projects, I really hoped it to be an escape. It's a musical that people watch, and then people have to escape while they're in the theater. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. I've We're working on it. I've, I've been theater. working the logistics yes, and stuff. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, that's beside the point. Yeah. So, so the important part is, like, do you sing then, uh, Jason? Of course I sing. Oh, this Here is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we should, uh, we should team up on uh, one of the intro songs at some point. At some point. What about this point? Like, you know, uh, for your interview. <laughs> What time of year is this, Errol? This, I know, it is it is <laughs> the holiday season, and you might be insanely busy. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. So if there oh, is a... Oh, what fun it is to run <laughs> no, to with escape. the escape room divas today. Yay, there you go. <laughs> hey! Perfect parody. <laughs> is there a favorite song that you think you could parody uh, that would be perfect for an escape room? I'll have to I'll have to think through my uh, musical theater genre. One of my favorites is Les Mis, so maybe we can find something. Oh, that. that's true. <laughs> you know, we could probably do we could do Javert and um, Valjean. We could do oh, the duet there. Oh my god! I love the duet. That parody writes itself. Two <laughs> 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 people arguing over a solution to a puzzle. Oh, we could. Oh, I wonder if we can get it out in time for for this interview. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, Anything can so. happen if you put your mind to it. Anyway, so, so. before we get more into, the, I mean, we won't. We will, let's not. We wanted to talk more about you, Jason. Yeah. Before and... we get into Jason, though, we should announce <laughs> Mike and Ruby aren't here again this oh, week. Oh, they aren't. No, they're sick. They're we were going to go up to them this time. Yeah, around. we were actually going to go up to them. Then I heard they were all sick. They're diseased. Mike has a fever, but he was still going to come out. Uh, and yeah, we and then like, he said no, no. because because <laughs> well, none of us are sick. I don't want to get sick. Yeah. Anyway. So you are part of Mobile Room, Room Escapes, Escapes. That's which, correct. If for those who aren't aware, maybe you'd like to explain more about this. Absolutely. When I did my first escape room, instantly fell in love. The, the one thing, and as I mentioned, I've been a boat captain um, for, a, uh, for dinner cruises. We do tourism, hospitality in Chicago, architecture cruises, private events, weddings, and escape room uh, cor cruises. corporate events. I, I know that that's on the list of things to do. <laughs> but I, I have watched for years. I've watched a corporate event, book a party. They invite a hundred people and 30 show up. And mm. I said, well, what better way to get a group of people instead of coming out and fighting the weather in Chicago, the traffic, all of that, but to bring the escape room to them. So I instantly thought mobile. I start doing some research at the time. There was nobody else out there. As I'm creating it, I see there's a couple others start to pop up. Uh, so I don't say that we were the first ones, but we were one of the first. Uh, what we did, though, was we custom designed a 32-foot trailer, had it insulated, heated, air-conditioned, and we put the escape room inside it. We uh, we did a couple of things at first. We set up at a shopping mall, and it, now we, we just do private events. We're based out of Chicago. We've gone as far east as South Carolina. We've gone west to western Iowa. We've done escape rooms in 14 states, and we, we love traveling. We've done events from corporate events to kids' birthday parties, 
uh, religious organizations, and we, I love the mobile aspect of it. And so you personally, I mean, you might have a number of people in your company, I'm not too sure, but do you do a lot of traveling yourself then? Have you found yourself driving around North America? Myself, I've, I've driven a few of the out-of-town ones. I have a, a great crew of four game masters that work for me. I let them have a lot of the fun and go on vacations and do that. And oh, cool. uh, unfortunately, uh, you start off the business and you want to be part of that creative aspect every day. But sometimes you find yourself behind the numbers and the advertising and the marketing. True, and true. you find some fun with that also. What What's very neat, though, about what happened, I started this up. I said, okay, we're going to have one escape room. And we will, uh, you know, go around the Chicagoland area and do that. About a week before I opened, um, I was at a convention promoting my company, and I meet a gentleman named Bob. Bob has been an employee for Ford Motor Company for 30 years, and for the past eight years, when I met him, he was working for a video game, a mobile video game franchise so exactly what i was doing with escape rooms he just had video games inside of his trailers huh. uh, very unique for his company because of it, his company is a very large franchise because of his experience with ford he was the one who built and designed trailers for all the new franchisees that came into the company bob uh gives me his number He's, he looks at my trailer he takes a look at a few things and he says, you know what? I would have done this differently. I would have done that differently. <laughs> next time you want to build a trailer, Jason, give me a call. I said, okay. Over the next four months, mobile escape rooms are popping up everywhere. My SEO guys are doing a good job. I keep getting calls from people wanting to do it, asking for advice, asking for me to build them a trailer. Um, as I found, I did not do things correctly the first time around. And I wanted to make sure if I was helping a customer that they were learning from my mistakes. I call up Bob. I said, Bob, let's design some trailers together. We went to our first escape room show. It was a trans world show in uh, just outside of Chicago in Schaumburg, Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, we presented our first designs and we instantly had three customers that we helped to build the perfect mobile escape room. Hmm. Uh, Bob and I work together today. We actually, uh, we share a facility, a 5,000 square foot facility here in the Chicagoland area. We build escape rooms for other customers. We work with one of the finest trailer manufacturers in all of America. They're located in Napanee, Indiana. Uh, we have built, I believe since we started teaming up a little over a year ago, we have designed and built 12 mobile escape rooms and the numbers keep growing. We're actually getting another one in here a week from now. So how many mobile escape rooms? I guess a company would probably just get one at a time or how does that work? I, I, I'm... Yeah, you know, it's a, a good, great question because it is a larger uh, initial startup cost than signing a lease for a building where you're paying a monthly uh, lease. Uh, you are buying a, a trailer outright. But the mm -hmm. nice thing about owning one of these mobile escape rooms is what you would spend in about a year and a half, two years on a lease, you now own your piece of property. Um, when I started off, where I was parking my trailer was $200 a month, which was beating some of the, you know, two to three thousand, four thousand dollar escape room lease in the Chicagoland area. You know, most people start off with one trailer. However, our very first sale that we made at the uh, escape room show in Chicago were twin trailers. So somebody went ahead and, you know, saw that the mobile aspect of bringing escape rooms to people was a great idea and went ahead and did two of them for himself. Hmm. 
And, and I assume two different games as well. Yes, two different games. That, that person actually designed the game uh, himself, so we built the trailer for them. Um, but we have a variety of customers. We, we really pride ourselves in listening to what our customers want and helping them to their needs. So we have some customers, we just want a trailer. They want a really good trailer that's going to say hot in the winter, cold in the summer, well insulated, safe to drive. It's not going to rust after a couple of years and you know not be roadworthy anymore. And then they have, we have some customers that have a trailer that want us to put the game in it for them. Uh, we have worked with some other escape rooms putting games in trailers. Uh, we ourselves have designed games and put them in trailers. Uh, we, we just went and delivered a trailer uh, that we built from scratch with our partners in Napanee, Indiana. They build the trailers. Uh, so we built the trailers, and that trailer is going to the Massachusetts area where a, a good friend of theirs is building the game inside it for them. So everybody's different, and we try to cater and help everybody. Well, that's pretty cool. And then I guess if they were to build the game inside, then your trailer is pretty much set up to be completely um, retrofitted on the inside. I know nothing about building, but I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> that it might not. Maybe it's it'd be easy for builders, but... Yeah. Yep. So there's some things that we take into mind when we build a trailer that uh, if you just decided to go to your regular trailer manufacturer and build a trailer, you, you'll get a trailer kind of like what I did the first time. But you'll find out pretty shortly that there are a few things you missed. For example, all of our trailers, we highly recommend and we put in three quarter inch plywood in the wall. You're mobile, so all of your sets really have to be secured to the wall. Um, and we know how destructive uh, some escape room enthusiasts can be in the room. Mm -hmm. So uh, besides that amount of strength that every prop and set piece has to have, it has to have that being mobile also. It's much better to drill into three-quarter inch plywood than to take your aluminum or steel beams in a trailer and drill into that because the uh, structural uh, integrity of the trailer over time of keep drilling and putting holes in you know, it starts to weaken. So we put three-quarter inch plywood. Um, another thing that's different, uh, a lot of buildings will have wood beams. We use steel or aluminum beams in trailers. So when you insulate your walls, you're, you're trying to keep uh, heat in or cold in depending on the time of the year. Uh, but what you forget is, is that about every uh, eight inches or so or 16 inches, you're going to have a steel or aluminum beam. When the cold hits that from the outside, it transfers that cold or the heat into the trailer. So even though you have air conditioning and heating systems in there, you've got the elements of nature fighting against it. So we actually go ahead and we insulate those beams as well. Mm. Uh, we put electrical outlets exactly where you want them to be, lights where you want them to be, uh, running uh, wires for audio and Cat5 cables can be difficult after a trailer is completed. So we go ahead and do that before the walls go up and before the insulation goes up. Uh, we really make it so that it's ready, whether we're putting a game in or somebody else is putting a game in, uh, that it's very easy, very simple for them to do. And how soundproof are they? Uh, they're very well. Um, if you insulate it correctly, you can sometimes hear some uh, some laughter, some shock, some oohs, ahs from the outside. But from the outside, you can't necessarily hear what's going on. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Wow. And I guess... Have you, I mean, do you, I take it because you create the escape room or the mobile room escapes yourself. Do you also run escape rooms as well? Does that make sense? Or are you Absolutely. Oh, okay. 
no, we, we actually, we have, uh, we have a couple of mobile escape rooms here in Chicago. We also dabble a little bit in the pop-up rooms, but we really like the trailers. We love that, you know, me with my theater background, I love that immersive experience. So that's where we feel we really get it. Uh, we have a couple of trailers here. We've actually just expanded our operations to Atlanta, Georgia, which is super exciting. So we are there as well with a couple of mobile escape rooms. And uh, we're looking to build another one in probably a month or two. That's, you know, that's where my joy for this started out was, you know, creating that theatrical experience. And I still, even though we have some great customers that we build these mobile escape rooms for, I, I love running the business here in Chicago. Even though I'm not every day in the day-to-day being a game master, every now and then I'm still on an event. And watching people work together, put down the cell phones for an hour, um, <laughs> It laugh, get excited, do some very, you know, funny, silly things that you don't see every day. Uh, that, that's where I get the real joy at the end of the day. So what do you think the difference is, let's say, between uh, an escape room and a mobile escape, other than the mobility? Great question. You can do pretty much everything you want to do with a mobile escape room uh, that you could do with a brick and mortar escape room. You want to secure everything more well than you had before because you are mobile. You have to have a business plan when going into uh, your mobile escape room. And I say that every business has to have a business plan. Oh, we're going <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, to we're gonna put, put this into marketing. We're going to put this into you know the, the actual game itself. But there are certain ways you can make your business, your mobile business, more profitable. For example, I only do private events. I like for all of my rooms to be one large escape room. Um, I don't do a lot of, uh, you know, you start in one room, you enter in another room. For doing private events, it's all about the quantity of people you can put through in an amount of time. Um, I do larger escape rooms. We put 12, up to 12 people in the escape room. And when I go to an event and I charge a flat fee for it, people are looking at a per-person price. My per-person price Come, even though it's a flat fee, is about what an average escape room costs, anywhere from 28 to 35 American dollars. So it, it's very competitive. When somebody calls me up and they say, oh, I only have five people, we want to do your escape room, I have to charge a flat fee to come out. There's just costs with, uh, with travel and insurance and uh, the maintenance of the vehicle, and it comes out to be much more for a smaller group. I also, most of my calls are from corporate events looking to put uh, 50, 60 to 200 people through an escape room in a few days or a few hours. So I want to get the most amount of people in there as I can. Now, if I was running an escape room where I was doing ticket sales, say at a shopping mall or a convention center, um, anything like that, I would run, I would have my business plan a little different. I would put a wall in the middle of that mobile escape room and split myself up into two rooms, two very different rooms. So that way, when my five or six customers come out of one room and they say, Hey, I had a great time. I want to go and do, do one of these again right now. Amazing. Well, we have a room right on the other side of a wall for you and you double your ticket price. With my corporate events, my birthday parties, I'm seeing people once a year. And we get a lot of repeat clients, but that just tends to be, you know, once you do an escape room for your Christmas party in January, the corporate event's going to do bowling or they're going to go to a movie or a bar or a dinner. So we found that the cycle for private events tends to be about a year. Hmm. So you really have to think about 
how you're going to run your business, what your clientele is, and build your escape room accordingly. So have you had larger corporate events where you may have to bring more than one trailer? Absolutely. I think our largest event, we saw 250 people in about eight hours. It was an eight-hour event. Uh, Flexibility is very important also. All of the games that we design at Mobile Room Escape can be an hour-long, 30-minute-long, or 15-minute-long games. Um, They're all very fun, very exciting. So, you know, when our client calls us, if they say we have 250 people, in, and we have eight hours to do an event, and I tell them, well, all I can do is an hour-long game, I'm going to lose that sale. I'm going to lose that client. Flexibility is also very key, I find, with the mobile escape room business. So then how um, how versatile are your sets then? I imagine they would have to be changed quite often depending on the event. It takes a lot to change a set, so we tend to just get another trailer and put it in the trailer, mm. put a brand new game in there. And you mentioned, I mean, everybody always mentions how hard players can be on the props and that. I can imagine it's a lot more difficult if you've brought your trailer out to a far-flung area and something breaks that, like, so have you, how, um, I, I imagine you put a lot of effort into your props. There, there, is, there is a lot of critical thinking um, and stuff does break just like every escape room. Any good escape room, I say, you should have two of everything and we do. It's hard sometimes because our storage is our pickup truck that we pull the escape room with. Mm. So we we do keep backups of some of the smaller items with us. We have had a few times where for an event, something breaks and we have to think outside the box, maybe change up the order of a puzzle. But we always have made it work. You know, you're, you're in a brick and mortar escape room. You have a storage room. You got a backup of everything. Um, you know, we're sometimes 50 miles away from our from our facility. So we carry a, a lot of uh, JB Weld and zip ties and super glue, and we make it work for the event until we can go back home and do a, a major fix. No, it makes sense. Even yeah. even if you are brick and mortar, sometimes they don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very important, and you know there there have been a few escape rooms in the area that you know you see a few negative reviews where you know nothing worked or this broke and. Um, you want to make sure that you you always have a, a backup of everything and a plan B. Uh, also, all of my game masters that I hire are theater people. Mm. Uh, it, that, that's how I put out all of my uh, all of my ads. We're looking for personalities. We we like for for the game master to be in the room at times with the customer. Uh, really engage them. Add a little bit of humor. We do some costumes with them as well. And uh, they, they really, they make it fun for them. Oh, it makes total sense. In fact, I'm, I'm shocked other people probably don't look more for theater types to be the game master. I think it's, it's, it's changing a little bit now. It, it is. And, you know, one of the, one of the other things with uh, owning a mobile escape room, so we, we, most of our theater types, my, my operations manager, who's an actress and a, a wonderful singer, we should actually do a trio with oh, her uh, when we do this song. Um, but she, when she went to school at the University of Iowa, she was a school bus driver. So she had a class A license. She had a lot of experience driving larger vehicles. Most of the actors in the Chicagoland area don't. So our learning curve doesn't come with the, the teaching them how to work with people. It comes with teaching them how to drive a vehicle, a larger vehicle. 
Um, and in my opinion, once once you get uh, to the age of about 24, 25, it starts to get a little harder to teach people if they're not, if they don't have great people skills on how to work with the public. <laughs> Safe, safety is always number one. We take a lot of pride in teaching our game masters how to drive the vehicles and take care of, uh, you know, maintenance issues. But at the end of the day, the, the customer wants to have a great time. So th- they're very engaging and uh, that's the way we like to do it. <laughs> or the other so, way around, people skills, and you can teach the technical stuff later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if I'll be able to drive one of those things. Actually, when I was younger, I had to. I had a job driving at least three ton trucks, so that's about as far as I went. Or is it a half? I don't know. It was heavy. No, I, I, I drove my moving van once <laughs> for 20 minutes. Amanda, Errol, could I tell you a little secret if you promise not to tell anybody? Well, this is on a public podcast, right, but Amanda, I promise not to say anything. Note to edit okay, this out. The, the, truck, the truck and the trailer, they're on a track just like at Disney. They practically drive themselves, so you'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> Going into the mobile How, how large business. are your trailers? Our largest is a 32-foot trailer. It's, a, it's called a bumper pull trailer. Um, so we put a hitch on the back of the truck, and the tongue of the trailer sits on a hitch. Uh, the smallest one that we have is a 28-footer. Hmm. Uh, they're all um, 102 inches wide, which is what's street legal. That's as wide as you can be before you need a flag car in the front of you, behind you, and on the sides. We've built uh, smaller ones. We built uh, 22, 24 feet. We have also do consulting for customers who have their own trailer. They want to build it themselves but they realize there's a, a few more, there's a little bit more knowledge that you need to know on the mobile side. You know, what is street legal? You know, do you need any special licensing uh, such as a CDL license or uh, DOT numbers and things like that? So that's another side of the business too that you have to be very aware of because um, if you get pulled over for any reason, you want to make sure that you've got all your proper documentation. True, and while you have handcuffs in your back truck, that may be confusing. <laughs> well that's not why we have handcuffs in the back of our truck. <laughs> I, I and the cool thing is is it's probably a great way to advertise and market because you're driving around the city with this huge billboard that you can just plaster on hey we're mobile room escape I, I tell my game masters when they're done with an event whether we need gas or not go to the gas station and go fill up because about two or three people will come up to us. And two years ago, three years ago, when we started, uh, they'd go, what's, what's, what's an escape room? What's a mobile room escape? And now they go, Oh my God, there's a mobile one. Where are you guys, where are you guys located? I'm like, well, we're here right now. We'll come to you tomorrow. We're wherever you want us to be. Uh, it, it is a traveling billboard. It's great marketing. Yeah. Um, I watch, uh, I, you know, I watch all the escape rooms afterwards. They take pictures of their, uh, clients inside the escape room or in the front door, we take it in front of a giant trailer. And th- that's that's one of our wow factors is that we're mobile and we'll come out to you. Cool. Now, when is uh, is weather ever a factor uh, for players? We, we have been very, very lucky. We have never had to knock on wood. We have never had to cancel an event for any reason, uh, whether it's technical, weather, anything like that. That being said, safety is always our number one concern. Um, I will never rush my game masters to get to an event. If we did have a certain amount of uh, snow where we felt that uh, it was not safe to drive in, we do in our contracts, we put in their verbiage about postponing the event, finding another day. We have also, when we've traveled to some of our longer events and we've expected 
heavy rains or snows, we'll leave a day or two early if we can. I'd rather pay for a couple extra nights in the hotel and meals for my employees, have the event go on, than have my employees drive in massive rain or snowstorms. Oh, true. So I take it you will go, have you, do you do weekend long events, you know, in case another Woodstock comes out, who knows? <laughs> Woodstock? <laughs> yeah, we, we do a lot, of, we do a lot of fairs and festivals, um, not quite Woodstock, but we have done some music festivals before. We have the McCormick Place Convention Center here in Chicago. I'm not sure if it still is, but it used to be uh, one of the largest convention centers in the world. Uh, we were hired out by a company to do three days of a uh, leadership conference. It was two to 3,000 people in the building. Uh, we actually had to figure out how to get our mobile escape room up to the third floor oh. of the convention center, which was not as hard as it sounds, but it still was not easy whatsoever. Uh, so we do some longer events. We do uh, We come out to colleges a lot for senior week or new student orientation, and we'll be there for the week uh, entertaining the students. That's amazing. So it sounds like, you know, you guys get a chance to go everywhere and and hopefully you're like well known and everybody keeps asking, we need to get the mobile room escape guys. It's very exciting. Like, like I said, when I started, I thought I would be a uh, one trailer operation in the Chicagoland area. I never thought we'd have visited or would have visited just a couple, a few years in now, uh, you know, 14 different states. We had a really cool opportunity. It was actually the furthest we ever drove. It was to uh, South Carolina. We drove there for a bank for a three-hour event. We drove we drove fourteen hours for a three-hour event. A day before we were supposed to do that event, I get a phone call from a lady named Star Jones. I go, Star Jones, that can't be the famous celebrity lawyer, Star Jones. Call her back. Sure enough, it is the famous celebrity lawyer, Star Jones. She's been on The View um, and several other shows. And she says, Jason, I moved to Chicago. My son's birthday is in two weeks. I'm looking for a couple of fun things. Uh, Actually, it was two days. He's like, she says, I'm looking for a couple of fun things for him to do. Can the mobile escape room be here? We went and we did that event. And literally 30 minutes after the event, we pulled out there. We drove all the way back to Chicago so we can make it there for her party. Uh, it was about uh, once we got back after the 14-hour drive back, it was uh, two hours after that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, wow. it, it was such a cool opportunity. I had a couple people on the event. So I said, you know, legally, we can we can do that. We can have that many drivers. Uh, you know, if you have the, the legal limit for a, um, for a commercial driver is 11 hours. So, you know, we could split the time between the two where, A, it would be safe, B, it would be legal. And we made it there for uh, Star Jones' kid's birthday party, and he had a great time. We have some really cool pictures with her and everything. (laughs) That's That's insane. As long as they had an amazing time. How tired were you guys? Like, were hints hard to give? (laughs) Could you even remember the puzzles at that point? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm curious, actually, do you see when you when you make these trailers, whether it's your own or for other customers, do you see a general trend in themes that are chosen for it? Or does it just is it can it be anything and everything? I I think it could be anything and everything. Um, One of the escape rooms that I wrote for um, for one of our mobile customers really wanted to take the whole mobile aspect of what uh, he and she were doing. We wrote them an airplane escape room. 
Um, my, my first, yeah. And my, and my first escape room was a mad scientist laboratory escape room, but we, uh, we made it a mobile mad scientist escape room. Uh, our current escape rooms, we don't play up on the, the mobile aspect once you're in the room. Actually, one of them we do. It's a World War II submarine, so it is a, a very mobile room. But you can do ever, anything. You can do a jail cell. Um, you could do a um, a jail bus if you wanted to. You could do the laboratory, the mobile laboratory. Your imagination is what limits you. Our newest escape room that we're just starting to create right now is a steampunk superhero supervillain room. Uh, we've created four original supervillains, and our customers are the superheroes, and they're trying to defeat them before they uh, destroy this city of Justopolis, which uh, which they've started to run run amok in. So I, I think that with whether you're in a trailer, you're in a brick and mortar, your imagination is the only thing that limits you. Just because you're on wheels doesn't mean you can't do exactly the escape room you want to. And I can imagine also, safety wise, these you you can't be moving or driving while people are in this thing right <laughs> oh no 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 they what are you the, uh, trying to do Errol? they kind of they kind of frown upon that yeah. Um, yeah there's uh there's a little too much bouncing around that goes on but i'm sure we could add some pretty cool uh motion vibrators and things like that in it so it makes it feel like you're moving yeah that'd probably be cool yeah. too yeah, yeah. One, no once again you know you put some tvs on the side and you transform them so they look like windows. You know, if you're in a submarine, you can have mm-hmm. fishies go by and scuba divers, or if you're in an airplane, you can see the clouds. So really, like I said, your imagination is the only limit. So have you, um, do you guys put an, an awful lot of tech into the rooms or it just really just depends on whomever is creating it, what they do with it? Yep. When we, when we started out, we did a very, um, it, what you guys probably know as a generation one escape room. So, uh, a lot of hands-on tangible puzzles, just a little bit of tech here and there over the past couple of years, we have learned that, um, while that was great to start us off in the industry, the industry is growing, escape rooms are growing and the technology has really grown. Uh, we do a lot of automation. We work with a, a fantastic program called Clue Control. Um, Sean Yates is the owner of that. He's out of the uh, uh, the Massachusetts area. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of wired and wireless technology with Clue Control so that when you open a drawer or trigger an object, we have audio, video, uh, lights going off, fog machines. Uh, so a lot of tech with that. I've also been lucky enough when I worked at my boat company, one of my deckhands, he, uh, he graduated college with an electrical engineering degree. Ooh. And the day he graduated college, he says, I want nothing to do with electrical engineering. <laughs> I, I want to be a, I want to be an actor. I want to be creative. <laughs> and it took me a little while to get him on board, but Harrison is our, uh, our master electrician. The guy, the guy could wire a a box and an electrical outlet and turn it into a refrigerator if he needed to um he is absolutely genius his ideas that we bounce off of each other when we're creating escape rooms have really just upped our game to a new level and um so yeah we we do our our new room our superhero room we're creating is an extremely tech heavy room so we're, we're very excited about that one 
Oh, that's that's pretty amazing. You know what question I did want to ask you, and I didn't, and I forgot to ask you. How did how did you get it up under the third floor? Yeah, we're <laughs> good holding question. that onto that too. I, well, when we first started, uh, because it was not a very well organized event, but when we first started, um, we, we go into the convention center. They're like, "Oh yeah, the big the big elevators are over on that side of the building." We go to that side of the building. They're like, "What big elevators? You got to take a ramp." I am I am not kidding you. This was a this was probably a three hour ordeal to get into the building. Whoa. We had to, we finally found a place called truck marshalling. Uh, <laughs> once you, once you park your truck and truck, truck marshalling, they give you a pass to go through security. Once security checks you out, you go through another security standpoint where there are, there is a giant, giant ramp system. Uh, to get to either the third or the fifth floor. And so there are these big, long ramps that take you from the first floor to the third or fifth floor of the convention center. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I I was really hoping for the elevator. I think that would have been really cool to fit that inside the elevator. But uh, we'll find find one big enough uh, one day. Wow. Do you get a chance to do any, uh, like, cons, geeky nerd cons, comic cons? It's, you know, the, the convention centers are really, the, really expensive to get into with such a bulk unit. We've, ha- we've had some offers from uh, some clients to build escape rooms or bring our escape room. Uh, we've, we've been offered Comic-Con San Diego and a few others to do the builds for them. Um, but to put a 32-foot trailer that takes up about four booth spaces, mm-hmm. and they want to they want to charge you the convention centers, you know, five to six thousand dollars to oh, be yeah. there, and that's before your move-in fees, your spotter fees, your electrical fees. If I was doing, if I was set up at a location and doing ticket sales, it might be worthwhile. But since we do private events. Um, for Comic-Con, good majority, I won't say all, but a good majority of the Comic-Con uh, clientele they're looking for, for a product for two, three, four people at a time to buy a couple of individual tickets, where we're going to charge a much larger uh, bulk rate to come. Now, what we do have, we have a two-minute mini game. It's actually a very small, uh, it's a two-foot-by-four-foot model version of our trailer, and it's got a countdown timer on it. And in two minutes, you have to solve three puzzles. And if you do so successfully, the wheels on the trailer spin and congratulatory music comes out and a big hoopla happens. And if you don't do it successfully, a huge blast of fog comes out of the top air conditioning vent of our model trailer. Uh, so that is able to drum us up a lot of business when we can't necessarily or don't necessarily want to go to a larger convention center. So that's pretty cool. So you like cover the gamut of mobile escape experiences from pop-ups to mini mini escape little two minute escapes two minute escapes to the 30 foot behemoth uh, that yep. you bring with you. you you know one one thing i've learned from the from the tour boat company that uh that i've really taken to heart is if you have to turn down a piece of business because you can't fit that business whether you couldn't handle the amount of people or you couldn't uh, you couldn't do it in the time frame they needed. You need to adapt something about your business, about the way you're operating, so that in the future you can be able to get that clientele. So when people told me they had they say, "Hey, we have a convention where we want 300 people to get through in a certain amount of time." Well, when we started off, we couldn't build that second trailer. We couldn't afford it at the time, so we built the mini game. When I had a client that says we have uh, a large group of people 
that we need to all have in the same room at the same time during a lunch break, and we need to put them through an escape experience, we created a large mega pop-up game for them. Uh, so we, we really, we take a lot of pride, whether we're building an escape room trailer for somebody, a pop-up game for somebody, consulting them, or we're just doing an escape room or, uh, for, you know, a corporate event or a birthday party of really listening to what the customer wants. Aaron Montgomery Ward, local Chicago guy, had a, a very famous saying. He says, the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree with that saying. The customer <laughs> is not always right. Especially if but... they're enthusiasts. Sorry, enthusiasts. <laughs> I'm one. <laughs> the, the enthusiast may not always be right, but the enthusiast always should be treated with respect. And the enthusiast <laughs> should always have their ideas listened to and to try to make improvements to uh, make that enthusiast happy. Whether you can't do it at the moment, work on it for the future. So when you go around and you have you're traveling with your mobile escapes. Do you also get a chance to tour other escape rooms? Do you get, do you get time to do that? I'm going to be honest with you. We, uh, when we're traveling with the escape room, it's normally like on a, for example, a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to have, uh, anywhere from three to five events in a day. Um, they're all back to back. So it gets, uh, it gets a little bit tough. That South Carolina event was a very, let's get there. Let's get back for star Jones. Um, I do a lot of team building events with my, with my company. So, uh, we try to do some escape rooms, some dinner. Uh, we've gone to a cool place called top golf, which is kind of an interactive competitive golf, uh, driving range, uh, so we, we try to do some team building self stuff uh, within the company, not always escape rooms. Very important for, you know, when you're offering a team building for uh, another group of people that you do it within so that mm-hmm. your your employees know, hey, you know, what we're doing, what we're bringing people is fun. So remember it as you drink that beer, as you're driving a golf ball 300 feet into the air. <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> drinking that beer and driving. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That pause we, we, was very, we uh, up, very worrying. We frowned upon that in the, uh, in the mobile escape room industry. <laughs> so what when you, when you do get a chance to play escape rooms, what are you, some of your favorite types to play? I, I really like regional-themed ones. So one of my favorites I ever done was uh, Escape My Room in New Orleans. Uh, all of the themes there are uh, you know regional to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a couple in Chicago that are modeled after a CTA rail car or the Great Chicago Fire or gangsters. So uh, I think that's uh, from a tourist perspective, not only going on the bus tour or the boat tour wherever you go to that city, but doing an escape room and learning a little bit about the history of that city through an escape room is a lot of fun to do. Agreed. So I'm uh, planning to come to Toronto pretty soon, do the uh, poutine escape room. <laughs> That That's true, and you get to ride out on a moose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one is that? <laughs> it should be done. Any Canadian escape room companies just always have a moose, a moose at the end? <laughs> there is one uh, here. I am actually, I, I used to go to Toronto every year for American Thanksgiving. I, uh, I had a very good friend who lived in the, uh, the Niagara Falls region, um, and we'd always cross over the border. We'd spend some time in Toronto, but I, I've never done an escape room in Canada, and I would like to make it up there because I know how many they are. I've heard there's some great quality ones there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do yeah, come up, definitely. we can tell you which ones to do. Unfortunately, this is the hard part about being an enthusiast. We can't do it 
with anybody <laughs> anymore because we've done them all. So you 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 know you, you walk in there and your hour long escape room. You guys are out of there in five to ten minutes. <laughs> well, we may sure, have forgotten yeah. all the puzzles, especially if it's uh, it's a logic puzzle again. Manda, do you remember this? Yeah. Yes. So so what do you guys do for yourselves? Here we're gonna flip the interview around. What, what do you do for yourself? Because you've done so many escape rooms where you go in. And I'm, I'm sure, at least in every escape room, you find some element that you are familiar with or you've done a, that logic puzzle or you know exactly how that lock works. What, what do you do to keep it new and fresh for you? Errol, you well, can start. Well, I, uh, uh, well, it's true. Actually, I would say for the majority, <laughs> I'm a very, uh, I'm not jaded. It's just that I don't go into the room expecting to be challenged by the room. And it's not that I'm crazy smart. So I'm not, I don't want to give off the impression that, you know, I can do anything in a room. No, it's just that we've seen so many things and it's like, oh, look, it's a logic puzzle. Oh, look, this has to go over there. And so we just play in rooms now. And, and the way, so we will, you know, troll or maybe we'll, We'll just enjoy each other's company. Sometimes mm. we find something new, then it's exciting. But a lot of the time, it's it's to spend time together and and to complete the room. And then I also like to explore the room. So yeah. where Mike likes to go and explore, oh, what's this tech? And, and follow wires around. I like to go and snoop around in the room, see what they did, take a look at the decor, analyze mm. the puzzles to death. I do that an awful lot. So I know that's kind of intimidating intimidating to escape room owners because mm-hmm. I'll just sit and analyze their puzzles. Out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Out loud. Do you, do you have something recently that has impressed you more than, uh, more than lately in an escape room, whether puzzle a puzzle, a piece of tech, anything you've really loved that you've seen or something new? Yeah, there was. Actually, this was in our last... I don't even know if we've talked about it yet, have we? We haven't. We should no, in our wow. year thing. So yeah. we went to Montreal. And th- there are two things that was impressive to me. There were they, there was this one room, and they they did something for the weekend where they added actors to the room, and and they did it really well. I thought they did it very well, yeah. and it, it increased the immersion of the room quite um, a lot. And um, I can't ex- now I can't imagine how they could have done it without the actors because the puzzle mm-hmm. really weren't that great in these <laughs> these rooms. However, adding these immersive act. Um, these actors and doing these little immersive bits and even giving us some choice near the end made it interesting and it made it more engaging and and made up for the puzzles that weren't really that interesting. And then there was another room that did a lot of different aspects to keep it more immersive and closer to being on a movie scale standard in regards to props and also mm. uh, um, environment, atmosphere, yeah. and plot. And we really enjoyed that. And then the final ending blew us away because yeah. <laughs> it was very impressive. But again, the the puzzles weren't really that interesting either. And so, and not that the puzzles have to be super interesting. As an enthusiast, I understand that, you know, the puzzles will be amazing to new people. And that's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. They so, make sense. And it they made make, sense. Yeah. And so, well, whatever. I'm yeah. good with that. And so then there, well, the, the other room I did was actually a really ugly room <laughs> and made no sense whatsoever in regards to, and remained little to sense theme. to theme and plot. It just seemed to be all over the place. But it had very cool puzzles in that it wasn't the same, oh, look, I'm going to fill in a crossword over and over and over again, or, you know, a Sudoku. I mean, not, the, not that escape rooms have this in it, but there are the puzzles that we always see. And this had interesting puzzles that had that had clever twists to it. And I thought, oh, this is 
really fun. I'm enjoying solving this room. So for me, I look forward to solving a room. We rarely solve a room. We rarely go into a room where we think, oh, I don't know what to do here. It's more along the lines, yeah. oh, I don't know how to find the thing we need to search for to put into there. So when it actually comes to solving, I'm just super excited. So that's so it hit on all three levels for me this trip. There were things that I there's a room that I could solve that was exciting. There was a room that had amazing immersion and amazing atmosphere. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I think that's uh, the, your your story about the room with the actors. I just read an article uh, out in L.A. where you can pay something like. Four thousand dollars. It's a one-person escape room. Oh, wow. You are you are basically surrounded by actors, and they are leading you through it. So you you start off at a bar, and you you meet a beautiful woman or a beautiful man at the bar, and that woman or man, uh, her his or her boyfriend or girlfriend gets jealous and starts to fight with you, and some guy comes and he whips you out of there into the next room, and you have to work with them to to solve the the adventure. And that, that's the theatricality that I really love about escape rooms is yeah, I don't always love all the puzzle solving when I go to an escape room, but I want to hear the music. I want to see the video. I want to see the set design, the lighting. So I, I love that. I love it when a, a new escape room takes that challenge and takes that risk to, to bring their customers something new. So yeah, when I'm in a room, I I still look forward actually to solving puzzles, even if I know what they are. It depends on the puzzle, right? A logic puzzle, I still get joy out of for some reason. And but the other day, so I, I've been I played this game recently called uh, Pains Creek Killings. It, it's it's just a um, it's a video game, and I was talking with Errol about it the next day. And I was like freaking out because I was like, I was, I'm in the town, but I don't think I'm alone. Someone else is there with me. And I just, <laughs> I keep looking behind my back and I thought I saw something in the woods. And then Errol kind of paused and went, you actually seek to be immersed, don't you? Like, you <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, I guess I do. Like I, I invite it. So like the more I can immerse myself in a room, I actually crave it and and if I walk into a room, the more I can feel like I'm there, the more the puzzles like are enjoyable for me. So I tie those things together, I think. Have you guys done any mobile escape rooms? No. No, nothing. no yours was the only one we saw, but it wasn't it wasn't up yet. No. So we had didn't have a chance. Oh uh, well we are uh we're we're very excited for you guys to see either one of ours or um, yeah, I started on Facebook. We have a mobile escape room owners group. Um, about, about a year ago, there were maybe 20 of us that were there. I think I counted today 260 and those are either owners or people thinking about it or getting excited, uh, about, you know, the possibility of adding one to their brick and mortar escape room. So I think you're going to see a lot more popping up. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, I didn't, uh, there's that many of you now. <laughs> we, we we have increased the numbers a lot. Um, I you know there's there's a lot of advantages with mobile. Uh, whether you're doing a a school uh, a school field trip or a company party, just the the liability from either a school or a company of sending their their students or their staff off site, the possibility of them getting into an accident, the uh, the lack of productivity in the day between your you know, half an hour of driving someplace, hour of driving back, you know, to bring the event to them. Uh, I think escape room owners are really starting to see the benefit, whether they go with a trailer, a box truck, a pop-up game, whatever it might be. 
No, no, true. I mean, I've been hearing that a lot. Mm. Employees and they'll they'll leave if they get to go drinking. But you know, if <laughs> people who are organizing, especially with schools, they want them to come to them. Well, one big problem in Toronto is is a lot of the escape, a lot of the corporate events that happen a lot of those businesses are in the downtown core of toronto and there are very few escape rooms that are equipped to manage it or if and the ones that are are usually out so far that you know it's not worth it for a corporate event to bring a hundred people out like an hour's drive away yep I, I definitely understand that. Uh, Chicago, Chicago has a few in the downtown area, but but like you said, if you're talking 100, 150 people for a holiday party, we've got about uh, 10 holiday parties on the books in the downtown area where just the, you know, they're, they're people. You can't get 150 people to go into those rooms. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, while a few are doing our, our rooms, uh, they'll be upstairs um, hanging mistletoe and Christmas trees and lighting the menorah and whatever else, uh, you know, your, your holiday tells you to do or not do. So do you get a chance to, I mean, I would assume that a lot of your rooms, if you've already decked it out in the theme that it is, that there isn't much turnover, you're not going to redo the trailer. So I'm not too sure how often you do that. Uh, we, uh, so our first trailer that we bought, we we started at, at about a year point. We started to get the repeat clientele. This was actually a result of not necessarily doing our trailer as well as we should have the first time around. Uh, it's one of the headaches that we try to help our customers avoid. We wanted to rip out all the walls and re-insulate it. It was getting too hot during the summertime. Mm. Um, so while we said, hey, you know what? We're ripping out the walls. When we put the walls back up, we're going to put a brand new game in there. Um, from that point on, we have been able to just add a trailer to our fleet with a new game uh, ever since then. <laughs> so uh, th- that's how we've decided to keep up with it now is to to just purchase a new trailer, have a new game for our repeat clients. They get something new every year, and every day we're, we're finding brand new customers that have not done our previous games yet. So how many trailers do you have of different we have- games? We have two trailers, and we're looking to add a third in a couple of months. Uh-huh. Uh, in Atlanta, our Atlanta operations have two trailers uh, with a third on its way in, in a month. So with with so many more people going through at a time, do you find that the wear and tear is worse or just about the same as a brick-and-mortar escape room? Our tires go out more than a, a brick-and-mortar escape room. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I'd say it's probably uh, it's probably about the same. I I, I got to be honest. I've never owned a brick and mortar escape room, so I True. I know from my from my friends that own them. Uh, it seems like you know once people are putting you know hands on an object, whether it is attached to walls in a mobile escape room or it's something you pick up in a brick and mortar one, you know every every lock, every piece of scenery is going to have its you know wear and tear. Hey, I can open this a thousand times before it's going to give out or um, you know, I can pull out the drawers and one time I'm going to pull it out and the, uh, the slides for the drawer break. What I'd say the, the biggest thing is with, with mobile is making sure all of your screws, your connections, your hardware that you're using are appropriate um, for being mobile. Say you're, you're making a tech puzzle where you're wiring and you're splicing wires together. 
Uh, not a very good idea to use wire nuts. Uh, very common in regular escape rooms. They use them to tie wires and relays and things like that together. But the mobility is going to loosen. They're just going to vibrate. It's going to shake those wire nuts loose, and they will pop off eventually. And now you have a prop that doesn't work, or even more serious uh, you have a, a fire hazard with live wires in the room not connected to anything. For mobile aspects, we use a lot of what's used in the automotive industry when connecting wires to uh, cars and things like that. So there are better connectors. There's uh, waterproof connectors, ones where you can uh, heat shrink and sheave the wires when you splice them together. So th that's something we take a little more care with, with doing with the mobile aspect of running an escape room. Oh, in the boating industry, there, there's always uh, this saying where if you uh, if you buy a screw at Home Depot for ten cents for your house, uh, that same screw for a boat is going to cost you fifteen cents. If you made a little bit better, better material, you put that same screw on an airplane, it's now going to cost you five dollars. Yeah. So, no. so, yeah, you know, d doing it right the first time, picking the right materials to uh, to paint with, to fasten, to do your wiring is very important. Yeah, no, and I think escape room owners in general have to i mean not taking consideration it being mobile but getting the right materials for their escape room like a dollar store lock is not going to last them very long <laughs> yes. yes you know i'm, I'm very course, lucky you... to have met my partner bob who, who worked for ford for many years so he has been able to turn me on to uh, a variety of uh, automotive uh, whether it's wires buttons dials switches that are used uh, today in cars uh, that we incorporate into our escape room, both for safety and longevity. That's cool. So where do you hope? I mean, if you could dream, are you going to ask too. that? I was going to wonder, because now that you've been running this for a few years and you might have, I mean, you probably won't, don't want to tell us, you know, your super secret plans that you hope to do in the new year, <laughs> but maybe if you could have, you know, well, where do you hope to go? Or is there some place that you're trying to get to that would be amazing to do with an escape room or a mobile room escape? Well, you're not going to like my answer to this. <laughs> um, it's a two-part answer. And the one and the important thing is I just want to be happy. Yeah, oh, um, oh, I think when, that's a good answer. When I, when I started the business a few years ago, I never thought that I'd be writing games, building games, building trailers for other people. It was not... If you told me that's what was going to happen, if if Jason took his DeLorean from the future and came back and said, Jason, you're going to be you're going to be, you know, big mobile rooms, I would have never believed it. And I've loved it. I've loved going to the conferences, meeting, uh, meeting the escape room divas, meeting, you know, people from all over the country, all over the world doing this. And it's really cool. The, the whole building aspect, which is something I never thought I would do for other clients. So I really do. I try to. I live very presently. I focus on my day-to-day -day operations with, with a goal in sight every month, every few months to, to grow the business. But the other end of that, I would really, really, really love to build a Super Mario escape room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We would love I'm, you to uh, build one, too. <laughs> I'm hoping with my partner's uh, history in the uh, mobile video gaming that one day that will come to fruition. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. You mean kind of like blend the video game and escape room together? 
I I want to be Mario and I want to punch that question mark block and have a fire come out of it and somehow figure out how to get my customer to spit a fireball from that flower out of their mouth. Without it being a fire hazard, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, you know, little little dreams here and there, but but really just being happy every day, making sure my employees are happy too. Um, I, you know, they, their happiness gets uh, turned over to our customers. So, so that's really important to me as well as even times of the year where things get a little slower is keeping them, keeping them active, doing fun events and making sure that, you know, like I said, most of my people are actors, making sure they're fulfilling their dreams, whether it's through the escape room or supporting other theatrical endeavors that they they go out and do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you were saying when the, there are certain times of years that are slower, would those be the winter months or is it is it up in the air? Right, right after Christmas, our holiday, uh, right after the holidays, corporate events kind of they die down a little bit. We're still extremely booked on the weekends. Um, I, I think that's in all um, hospitality and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I notice obviously with the boat companies in Chicago, I've been there for eleven years. We don't even operate. Uh, it's too cold and the sales are just down. Uh, but we do have a lot of great birthday parties, camp, and school groups after that that keep us busy. Once it gets warmer, you know, people are starting to think about the company picnics and uh, the the retreats and the, the, you know, Fourth of July parties and summer parties. So there's definitely, I, I think in general, uh, I think the escape room owners, from what I see on all the forums, they get a little depressed, they get a little nervous um, during what could be some of the, the slower months. But it, it's just a very, a very seasonal thing, especially in colder weather climates where people don't want to go out of their house as much. Uh, we try to fight that by making it so they don't have to go out of their house and bringing the escape room to them. So uh, it, it doesn't get too bad. But, yeah, there's definitely, you know, uh, summer, Halloween. We, we only had three day, three or four days uh, in October where we weren't doing private events. So uh, it's kind of nice for us, too, to be able to breathe and get creative and think about our next room and our next games that we're going to do. Like I said, we don't we never consider that a slow time. We consider that a time to be creative, do the maintenance that we need to do, upgrade our current rooms and, um, you know, get ready to go full force again in late February. That was a good outlook, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's great. I think I think we've been talking for about an hour. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, I had so you. much Thanks fun so much. talking it's to like, you. But this is, a, this is an area that I know absolutely, no, I mean, not escape rooms, but just the mobile escapes yeah. because we've never seen one. So it's really cool to hear what's different. And, and it does seem to solve that problem because we do hear a lot about how it'd be handy for an escape room to go to a corporate, a company or yeah. to a fairground. Or- <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, the fairs are great, especially doing like mini little escape rooms and fairs to promote your business. They, they uh, were fantastic when we were first starting up, really growing our email list, our Facebook followers and all of that. Um, I hope you guys will be at the, the convention in March in St. Louis. We're bringing, I believe, two mobile escape rooms there. Uh, so we'd love to have you come in and see a couple of the uh, escape rooms that we do ourselves. Oh, is that in March? Oh, that's the the normal. That, that um, That's the Halloween one, yes. which yeah. is also a small one. And then we'll also be at the Nashville one this year, too. Um, so uh, we'll definitely be bringing two to that one as well. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. We don't know what our plans are that no. far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 
we, we'll see. We will. We, Hold on one second. See. I am I am on my computer right now. I am booking tickets for you for <laughs> for Nashville. You guys like barbecue? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> You're just no, okay, we'll go. Word. <laughs> my July is already busy. That's my problem. But yes, A- actually, if you do come to the Nashville one, we design the trailer and design the game for an escape room in Nashville. They built the game out themselves. Uh, so I have been dying. They they opened up uh, just a couple weeks ago. I've been dying to go out there and do it. Uh, so if I don't have time before then, maybe we could go and do a mobile escape room together. That'd be cool. I'm that all, would I'm be very cool if we ever if go. we get to Nashville. Don't worry. We will <laughs> I, I will out. keep quiet designing the game. I know everything you know, of the game, but you know, <laughs> then you can hey, laugh ma- at us. Like, no, it's I'm under. Sure. It's oh, <laughs> they need another searching clue. <laughs> I'll give you a few friendly nudges along the way. Oh, that'd be good. You know, I always had a. I also have another dream where I want to have. Is it a, dirigible? No, no, not small. Well, yeah, that's one of my other dreams. But I also want to do a large scale live escape event in a fair, and it'd be very meta if there'd be an escape room inside the fair as well. <laughs> you know, our our Renaissance Fair just outside of Chicago in in Bristol, Wisconsin, they do. It's not, they don't call it an escape room, but uh, I forget what it's called. But a it's LARP? It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not quite a LARP, but I think you do see um, some fighting and stuff along the way. But they definitely have it's like a half scavenger hunt, a half uh, Zelda where you have to find certain people to talk to, uh, sort of experience. So I, I think I don't think that's too far away. I think your your dreams will come true pretty soon. Oh, I hope so. I just need a fair. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he'll you, find it because it you just want happen. a corn log, don't you? It's the last time he had said something like that. Somebody said, "Hey, we're doing something for a train." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you heard about that? Um, there's an escape room train. I think. Oh, in, uh, in, yes, Finland? in Finland. Finland. Yes, that oh, sounds yeah. exciting. Holy crap! I want it so bad, That'd but it's a amazing. contest, and I just uh, <laughs> and I have to speak. Finish. <laughs> yeah, we'll fail that part. Yeah. I just go up and like stare at the actors and smile and then drink. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get a lot of escape rooms like offering you like, hey, come play our room for free so that you can, you know, come and talk about it? Or um, what's uh, what do you find uh, your uh, the, the divas, how how their presence has uh, you know, help the escape room industry and help yourselves in it. Oh, I don't know. We're getting the occasional message. From... We actually don't as- accept free rooms. No, we don't really accept mm-hmm. free we rooms. We usually fight when they try to not make us pay. Yeah. Only, I mean, and there's there's a, a couple reasons for that. Uh, one, well, I mean, the, depending on the room. <laughs> it makes us feel less bad about it if we don't like it after. We well, <laughs> that too. And then some, I, th- I think the first time... I did a room for this was a long time ago and I did a room for free and it was a horrible room and now they wanted me to help them fix yeah. it and I didn't know what to say cuz it's like you're this is beyond help. Yeah. <laughs> not and it wasn't really but it was just yeah. like oh my goodness there's so much you need to do to improve this room but it's all you're already I I mean I knew that they just started they probably don't have any capital and there's just no point so i didn't know what to do and it's like ah now i feel and and so if a person asks i would happily tell them 
um, what I think about the room, how I think it yeah. should be improved. What but we, what we do get is like, you know, requests to play rooms, not for free, but we'll we'll get some people who message us saying like, hey, if you're ever in England, come yeah. to this room. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> we don't beta I, anymore though. And no. the reason we don't beta is not because we're, I mean, if, if a friend asks, can you beta my room? We'll say yes. But it's more along the lines of, We've run out of rooms to do. We want to do the real one now. So we are excited to do uh, full experience. the full experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, one of, one of the best advice that, you know, I've a bunch have popped up in Chicago and when they've said, come and do my room, then they say, what do you think? And I always think some of the, the best advice to give, um, whether it is the best room you've ever done or a terrible room is go out, go out and do escape rooms, go oh, to the oh conferences, yeah. immerse yes. yourself in the industry because, you know, you, you know, if, if you're honest with yourself, you will be able to know whether you have a good escape room, a great escape room. Um, and the fun of it is, you know, we all have to start somewhere. We all have to start with just a couple of locks and maybe not a great set design. Um, but being able to grow and, and build and offering something that, uh, the escape room down the street doesn't offer. Oh, that's what I always think the best advice is for helping out a new escape room. Just immerse yourself in the industry. Well, even if it's not an escape room, because I mean, like I, I read a couple of books on video game writing and then, then even writing. And it's like the first thing, there's always an FAQ at the beginning or something where it's like, how do I become a great video game writer? And almost all the articles and all the books say play video games, just play them, experience them and figure out what makes them work. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I was, it was interesting because I did a room, actually this was about a year ago, and we were talking to the owners, and I explained to them why I really disliked the puzzle. And then I said, because this is what happened, and this is what happens to the majority of people when they run into this puzzle. And then the, one of the owners said, oh yeah, I remember that happened to me and I hated it. And I said, yes, you hated it. So remove it from your room. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it's great. great because once you find things that all of a sudden you realize are tedious and not fun, you don't want to put those in your room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. People have to play rooms because they it's completely different playing a puzzle than actually designing the puzzle and thinking it's really cool. And then all of a sudden when you're on the other side and you don't know what the gut was in the, the designer's head, it's the most frustrating thing possible. So yeah, yes, play lots of room. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Great great for the industry, too. Keep telling people to play rooms. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, Jason, for joining me. I am going to hold you to to sing many songs. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. You found someone. I would love to. I am... uh... That would be I'm all, amazing. I'm the, I'm the one boat captain in Chicago that all my crew look at me as I'm singing while I'm driving. So uh, <laughs> let's definitely get that on the show. I am all for it. <laughs> and where can people find you if they would like to find out more about Mobile Room Escapes? Thank you v- very much for, for asking that. So you can look us up at mobileroomescape.com. Um, you can email Jason at mobileroomescape.com, info at mobileroomescape.com, and our phone number is 773-219-2922. And we always invite you, whether you're looking for an escape room, you're looking to build your own mobile escape room, your own games, we, we charge nothing to talk to you and give you some advice and at least get you started uh, in the right direction, whether you're going to work with us or not. Uh, we, we thank many people who have helped us along the way 
and uh, we're always looking to uh, help somebody out and uh, make sure they uh, avoid some of the mistakes we made early on and uh, can enjoy the you know similar success to what we've had as we've been in business. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, man, pans, you can speak us out. Okay. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can don't you dare. Okay. Well, I'm not doing it. Elastics make me nervous. Give it. No, no, no. Give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing. You found it. You found the one trigger that could stop me in my tracks. An elastic pointed at my face. Okay. (gasps) Okay. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. Or you can email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. We love getting emails. And if you'd like to find us on Facebook, you can click the like button on the Facebook page. And if you are using Twitter, please use the hashtag R-E-Divas if you'd like to mention us. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's probably the worst one I did yet. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.